All right. Hey guys, uh, hopefully the audio is coming through all right. This is Chad and Sam. We are doing a complete dry run for our very first uh, podcast here. Really exciting stuff. Um, I feel so legit speaking into a microphone. I don't know if I'm supposed to be this close or if I'm supposed to be way back here. We'll find out. Um, uh, this The idea behind this is to get you guys kind of in, more in the conversation um, in, in some of the conversations that, that Sam and I have been having. Um, and allow it to be a little bit more convenient for you so you don't have to be in the room with us at the time. Um, you can, the idea is that you could pull this up while you're washing dishes or you know just hanging out or looking for, you know, you got 10 minutes to kill and you wanna just see what's going on. Um, just meant to be a little bit more utilitarian, not so polished. Um, and eventually what we wanna do is, is when it is a little bit more polished and we get a little bit of our uh, more confidence behind it. We'll, we'll do something similar with the members too, um, kind of a closed network in-house podcast to keep to keep the members uh, more educated. And uh, Sam and I have done a little bit with this in regards to the uh, the Zoom recordings that we've done in the past, where we just kind of sit on the computer and talk back and forth at each other about the uh, the, the upcoming programming ideas. Um, and, and that's kind of the, the main topic that Sam and I are, are going to be discussing for the next five or ten minutes here is just kind of where we're uh, where we've been over the last three months now uh, the first two months were very much a custom designed training cycle for our members based on the member uh, feedback we got in the survey and uh, we as a team kind of got together and we, we banged our heads together and, and, and designed the test week, right? Um, we contributed to the design of the programming uh, that would facilitate improvement in, those, in that test week uh, to some degree. And it was very much an experiment. We got buy-in from multiple members of the coaching team to basically say, hey, here's what I think we should do in order to, to, to move the needle forward on on whatever it may be, um, whether it's deadlifts or the 20 rep max back squat or uh, pull-up work, push-up work. Um, but it was, we didn't do a good job defining the, I think the requirements up front. Um, we could have been much more clear in what we were looking for. Part of that I think was us just not knowing anything yet in regards to how it was gonna work. Uh, but taking this to the next level, like 2.0, what does it look like? How are we going to make it more cohesive, um, engage people a little bit better, and um, as a result, get a, a better end product to the members? Um, so uh, that was the first eight weeks. The following several weeks, uh, three or four weeks now since then, has been the Open. Um, the Open was... I, I don't know about you, Sam, but I liked I liked it this year. I thought it was uh, interesting enough. We had the new the new the handstand walk thing, right? That was kind of cool, or the uh, the wall climb. Wall climb, yeah. Yeah, um, kind of the every the, the the poor man's handstand walk, right? Mm -hmm. um, that was a, a very much a curveball of a workout. Then you had the 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 revival of one of the one of the hardest workouts in the open. The uh, 17, 17 one came back and uh, that, that definitely drew a crowd and, and uh, caused a stir. And then we had this gymnastics monster of a, of a workout um, 
with a complex to finish. So I thought there was just a little bit of everything. What, what was your take on this year's Open, Sam? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's probably my favorite favorite Open, and not just because of the workouts, but because it was shorter. Um, usually by week three, I'm burned out. Um, usually after week three, I'm kind of like over it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so three three workouts was perfect, and especially that they did they did the you know they've done it before in the past where it's two workouts, but um, where you know one workout becomes two scores. Um, you know, and they did it again this year with the with the final one there, twenty one three and twenty one four. Uh, and I thought that was really good. I just I thought it was a great way to include an extra workout in there, but not not actually make it an extra week long, which would have been. I don't think I would have wanted to do much more than what we did. Um, yeah, it's just five five weeks is just rough. It's just hard. It's just a lot. You don't need to do it if you're just casually crossfitting, in my opinion. So I, I agree. I and I, as an owner and as a coach, like it's a lot of extra work on us. Um, mostly from an anxiety standpoint and an uncertainty standpoint, we don't like having to take a workout and just like figure it out in in, in less than 12 hours in like 12 hours and the run it the next morning yeah logistics can be real tough and then um you know in years past we'd run it on friday there was a lot of pressure to run still run an efficient class on a friday morning where people got to go to work right. um, which was one of the reasons why we moved it to saturday this year and i will say that the vibe and the atmosphere um it was different but it wasn't necessarily like less or lower key it was um just maybe a little bit less stress logistically right um it was but but people still came ready to throw down on saturday morning um i i liked it uh i know some people who have seen the classic friday night lights yeah. style open uh, it, it, we never really had that here, though. I mean, people did it here on Friday night, but it was like it was still it, there was always. Uh, yeah, we I mean, I guess because so many people would do it at the classes, there was never this big like there was to some degree. But it just I think it was an overall better feel on Saturday just for the simple fact that it forced everybody to all show up at one time. Yeah, who was doing it rather well, than like the 530 a.m. crew doing it and then this other group coming back at night and doing it. Well, we never we never really ran a Friday Night Lights either, but it was like the evening class on Friday night felt yeah, kind of like that, right? Yeah. Um, although we never did it like some gyms will do it where it's like a straight up competition. And it's know? the only thing, it's they have a- It's, it's a, not even it's, classes, it's, it's just- It's a separate thing yeah. from the actual workout yeah. that they do that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and a lot of gyms do uh, take very different approaches in how they run it. Um, mm -hmm. We, uh, I don't know what we would do next year, assuming, you know, it's the same format and same mm -hmm. model next year. I don't know if we would go back to doing it on Fridays. Um, I would probably make a case to keeping it on Saturday, but, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see. Um, I thought the, the three weeks was perfect, though, because normally by, like you said, week four, week five, you're, you're really feeling it from a beatdown standpoint and from especially as a from a coach and, and, and yeah. an owner standpoint you're you're thinking about like oh shoot this is i'm ready for this to be done yeah. <laughs> you know well they probably they probably looked at what they've done in the years past and they probably noticed there's probably a noticeably drop no, there's probably a noticeable drop off in in participation yeah that. you're probably right and yeah. i would assume i would assume that the the reason why they broke it off at three weeks and said hey 10 percent go on is because the top 10 percent are the ones that are finishing all five workouts in the yeah. majority of the cases um, and probably other reasons too, but you know, it makes, it makes sense to me to have the best, the top 10%, they're the ones who are going to be the most committed to doing it anyways. Let's get, instead of making everybody do 
you know, five or six workouts. They'd actually did six workouts the first year, 2011. Yeah, I remember that. They well, I, w- I wasn't here, but I remember they did that. Yeah, yeah, they did that. It was the, yeah, that was a ridiculous year. Tony Budding was the, annou- the, uh, the like, presenter for that. They're comically bad if you go watch them. <laughs> um, anyways, so, uh, yeah, so they, uh, they, um, uh, and then he went off and did grid, and grid failed miserably. Yeah. Um, and, uh, anyways, uh, so they, uh, yeah, it, it makes sense to me to do it the way they're doing it. Three yep. weeks for everybody else, all of us normal people, and then three weeks for people who made it to the top ten percent, like you and, and Cody there. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm and, not looking. I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, I, I'm excited because it's new and it's interesting, yeah. but um, just looking at the the equipment list of what they could expect of us. Yeah. Um, makes me really uneasy and sick, even, sick to myself. Well, it. just the fact that it's a double dumbbell at 50 pounds. Oh, yeah, I just, anything double dumbbell things. just scares the crap gonna, out of me. They're going to resurrect, uh, uh, what was that one where it was the burpees over the bar and, and dumbbell front squats? Oh, God, no. They'll do a different variation. Yeah. They'll double dumbbell overhead squat. That was similar to 21.3 in that it ended with a second component for, for weight, it's right? It was max clean. squat clean. Yeah. Or just clean. Yeah, clean, clean yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I I will say though that that the addition of that layer, um, so those of you that don't know, like in the past it was you did the open and only the top like sixty men or was it top hundred or something? Top top sixty men went to like a region regional, yeah. and it was out of the question well, for most people. Originally they did sanctionals, they or sectionals, excuse me. They did right. a sectional, they did a sectional, and then they did regionals. Right. It was what well, that was. Was that before the open? No, that was before the open. Sorry. So that was before the open. They did a sectional, right. and then they did regionals, and then they did the games, and right. then they they took the open to replace sectionals, uh, sectionals yeah. and then they did regionals, and it was like, and that was before they had the super regions, and and they they took, I, I think you're right, and they took sixty. But it also depended on the region that you were into, mm. how many they took, I believe. Right. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's changed a lot. It's never stayed the same thing for anything more than a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just expect it to be evolving, I think, for many reasons. But um, I do like the addition of this layer because it gives a lot. Like, I know there are a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, but there are uh, a good number of people in either gym mm-hmm. where setting the goal a year or two out to say I want to be top ten percent in the open and qualify for the quarterfinals, that's a realistic goal for people. Mm-hmm. Now, um, before that, there wasn't a realistic goal. It was just you did the open and you could say like I always used to say, all right, I want to beat my you previous. Say, you say nobody making it to regionals. Yeah, nobody was <laughs> ma- no nobody was making it to regionals at least. If you for, if you make it to the regionals as a guy, you're a pretty good bunch going to the games. I mean, you're, yeah, you're at I mean, that level. You're I mean, you're top tier for you're sure. Top tier if you made if you made it to regionals a few years ago. I mean, yeah, you'd be good. So individually, I should say. Right, right, individually. Yeah. Um, but I would just say that the just the addition of that layer is a nice uh, carrot for those that like to use CrossFit a little bit as a, a sport for them and not just as general fitness, which a lot of members do. A lot of members like to just have this as general fitness. Um, but there are, uh, there's a subset of people in the population that would like this to be almost like an intramural slash um, c- competitive sport for them. And that gives them an outlet to do that in. And it's in very much in line with like what you've seen with Wadapalooza yeah. and um, the Granite Games. They're all doing online qualifiers. And so now this is cross its way of, granted, making a bit more money because it's $50 when you get to that quarterfinal. You have to right. pay another $50 to do that. Um, and so, yeah, maybe smart business decision too, not just for the community. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So essentially, essentially we just 
we wrapped up the open. We are in a we, for the open. We were in a holding pattern for the programming. Mm-hmm. We were just trying to survive. Although some of the a couple of those weeks, I was I think it was uh, last week was pretty for rough. Yeah. I, I remember it's get, peak week. Yeah, <laughs> it's the final week of the over. Got peak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The training last week was pretty tough. I'm trying to remember what workout specifically I'm referring to, but it was there like there were a couple. Monday, ask. Monday, Tuesday last week. I remember feeling beat up. I only did three workouts last week. I did two and then I did the open because I, I knew I knew I, I knew it was a tough week and I knew I wanted to rest. Well, it's it's now. definitely impacted my running schedule for this half marathon. I I have had to not do my long runs because I was so beat up. Let's see. Last week was that was the thousand meter row hundred wall. wall yeah, wall. that workout messed my legs up that real bad. Rough, yeah. <laughs> I grinned. Uh, this was a, a big mistake on my end, I'll, and I'll, I'll put this out there to everybody because I, I think I totally just botched it. I when I coached the morning group that day, and even the nine that Cody was at, um, my my advice to people coming off the rower was to take off a big chunk of wall balls, uh, 30, 40, and Cody even did 60 at, off the rip. And I, in hindsight, I don't necessarily think that was the right strategy. I, I generally like to encourage people to do that to make the the rest of the sets seem more manageable. I did 20, 20, 10s. If I I could redo it, I would have just done 20s and like been more measured in in breaks between. Um, But but because there was a thousand meter row and originally it was a 2K row. Remember the first time? I changed it because I thought about that. Thank God. After we had talked and after I had (laughs) made the changes that we talked about, I'm like, you know what? That's going to be horrendous if it's still a 2k row and i changed it like i changed it on like saturday or yeah something, like saturday evening or something like that i'm like no way there's no way that's going to be kosher like people are going to die on that so i changed it yeah i that would have added a, another four minutes for most people and, and the wobbles it, it would have been the wobbles were already slow coming off a thousand i couldn't imagine it would have been a 20 plus thousand. minute workout for a lot of people which and, that, that class did not have that time really. yeah and it would have been it would have been even worse to get through those wall balls after 2k row um but yeah and then what was two Tuesday that day, that week. It was the three rounder, four hundred meter run, seven deadlifts. Oh, that, that was the that, day that we you came up with the, the go easy option or whatever. Yeah, because I was feeling it that day. Yeah, and 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 Tuesday that workout itself, it did it was a little bit hamstring intensive. Run, deadlift, box jump over. That's well, that, that hamstring and calves. You know, single leg RDLs too. And single leg RDLs, yeah, like that all added up because it's a lot of posterior chain, a lot of CNS fatigue already from the open because the open was all hinging and box jumping. So it was just a lot. Um, and I, that was the day I asked you, I was like, hey, should we change this workout on right. Tuesday? And, the, you know, that's one of the things with the open. Like we, we can't, we don't know what the workouts are, but yet we still write the programming for the following week. And we don't love to change stuff last minute. So we'll, we'll try to avoid doing it if we can. But when push comes to shove, sometimes we have to make modifications. Yeah, um, yeah there was some, there was some tough ones. Last week was a solid week of training. Last, last week was a solid, that was a tough week. Yeah. Um, all in all. Um, I, I think uh, as far as where the programming is headed next, uh, we're two months out from MRF, and typically we have some elements of the program that lead up to MRF. Um, probably a few people on the goal board that have maybe a MRF goal or two. Well, but maybe it, not. It, not MRF specifically, but pull-ups, push-ups. But stuff that relates to it, like 30-minute uh, 5K, you know, like – Uh, And this is the other thing. We're going to look towards the goal boards for sources of inspiration when it comes to what other benchmarks are we going to be measuring in the next 
eight to 12 week cycle. And I think the big thing we're gonna change with this next cycle is not piling all the test points onto the same week because it's just too much. Yeah. Um, we just found that they that the test points kind of intermingle and, and, and cause um, potentially cause some noise in that signal when it comes to retesting. Like the deadlift, I think we would have seen more deadlift PRs if we hadn't tested it the same week as the 20 RM. I agree. And, and I mean, just everything overall with that week was very fatiguing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not- 19.2. That's 19.2 is a really rough one. Um, I think it's. I think we can we can be smarter about how we test. It's just yeah. the communication factor of that is. is but the need the, to test is important. We need to make sure we have testing in there for our own sake and to give our members the opportunity to PR. Um, the last thing I would bring up from that podcast you uh, shared with the group today um, was the sentiment that like knowing there's a test. Mm -hmm sometimes helps people adhere to the training better. Mm -hmm. Like when they were talking about three by three at 80%, mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to get people to stick to that. But if they know, hey, you're gonna be able to max out in three weeks or four weeks, uh, they'll be more likely to stick to the numbers yeah. along the way to get to that test point. Right. Um, so it, it enhances the uh, accuracy of your adherence. Right, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think, um well, it's, it's, you know, it's uh, a goal is always something that's going to help people, whether it's their goal or, or a goal that you've set for them. You know, a group goal is something that will be, you know, if they know everybody's testing this out, you know, mm. regardless of if it's something that they, they really care about or not, they're going to, it's like Murph, you know, like, or, or even the open, honestly, like, you know, not, I don't know if everybody really necessarily cared how they did in the open, but it was something that they could get on the, you know, jump on the bandwagon with and do with everybody else. I will say we had more people sign up for the Avita Open than just the CrossFit Open, yeah. which that's, was a, I, I think that was a big success because if we hadn't, I, I don't know if that if that would change the answer completely. Like if we hadn't done the Avita Open, would some of those people have signed up for the CrossFit Open? You know, I don't think so. I don't think they would have because I know I know in years past, like. So we've done it. We 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 here. I think we in the past have done an incredibly good job at promoting the open and getting people to sign up mm. for the, the the CrossFit one. I mean, one year we had we had I think just over a hundred people sign up. You know, at our peak. And um, uh, but I but in m more recent years, uh, I don't think people have been as keen on signing up for the open. Well, it down it's down in the overall community, right? Like it's down in the overall community. I think people people don't necessarily care about the larger picture of CrossFit anymore. They care more about what's going on within the walls of their gym necessarily. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that they don't care about CrossFit. It's just that the, the, when, you know, I think this speaks to the larger, pro one of the larger problems with CrossFit that's now getting corrected was when they dumped all their social media and they lost their marketing arm really. Right. And, you know, they, they didn't really push that as hard. And, and I think it really showed when, when Glassman took you know, cut the, cut the media team off of the knees and, and, got, and really changed the direction of CrossFit. I think it, you know, people lost interest in it. Um, yeah. And by doing it in-house, because it tied it closer to like their person and their, their identity, it made it easier for them to, people to want to do it like, with the Avita open. Yeah. I think that's why we had so many people at it. You know, people are so, or people are a little disenfranchised with HQ in general. I yeah. mean, even, even I, even I am, and I, you know, I think a lot of people are to some extent. I think it's I think it's coming back around. Um, I hope it, it is. is. And I think it is, but um, time will tell. Yep. Um, all right, let's end it there. Well, let's okay. just see. Let's see how that pans out.